Okay, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. And I've been listening to 610 since back in the 80s. This is the best combination for afternoon drive time sports radio I've ever heard. Show, Clint, you guys got it going on, man. I really appreciate your show. Best hair at the station, this entire show right here. React to that. Clint, you can put your toes up in the river, my man, and pop that cord light. I love beer. Hey, gentlemen. A show and, and Clinton show. I love your show. You guys are great. We're the three best friends that anyone could have. Somebody out there listening right Ooh, now. Yeah. yeah, don't do that. Is that Mike Hot Top? I'm going to kick your ass, Tyler. <laughs> Whoa, what? You're talking all that, man. What's up? How y'all doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cubley. Ah, The Drive is live and in color and uh, in next to me. Oh, we're going to have some fun. I don't know. We're going to have to change these lights in the break. This is a little too dim. Like, I'm not trying to set the move with, with Adam Spolane and Jake. I'm, I'm not trying to set the move with y'all. It's a little too little too uh, dark in here. I don't know what Brandon and, and Brett were in here doing, just enjoying it too much. But I need a little bit more light, man. I, I, I'm not looking at my wife now. It does, well, it does look a little different. <laughs> I was trying to go in a different direction with that, and I just, I, you know, it wasn't going to work. I, I, I'm not feeling it. No, Adam Spolane is in as uh, Clint Sterner is out. Today, Tyler is out. Our guy Jake is holding it down. Uh, but we're going to have some fun today. We're going to have some fun today. Um, uh, uh, shout out to all of those who have been Southwest airlined. Um, uh, uh, sad, sad, sad tale. I know I'm giving up my, uh, I'm changing my membership um, from Southwest Airlines. Uh, I'm looking at Delta. Uh, I'm looking at uh, United. I'm looking at American Airlines. I've settled down to those three. Uh, not sure which way I'm going to go. Um, being here in, in Houston, probably United to hub here. It's what I've, I've, I've learned. Everybody's telling me, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm ready to move on from Southwest airlines after this one. Get that United Explorers card. There we go. Okay. Get you, get you a welcome bonus. And also what they do, um, if you do uh TSA pre-check, mm. they reimburse you for it. Mm, okay. And let me tell you something, flying with TSA pre-check, Completely different experience. It's yeah. it's absolutely a game changer. It makes flying so much easier. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. So you you would say United. Yeah. United. I mean, I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about Delta as well. I really have. But uh, yeah, I'm changing my membership. I've been Just to Southwest the, Airlines. I like the free bags. Just which whichever one you use, make sure you get the credit card to go with it. That way, you get the bonus miles. I don't know about that. It's it's the best way to do it. I don't know if I want to open up another credit. No, but uh, anybody out there, man. Uh, uh, prayers out to you. I feel like everybody has had some connection to Southwest Airlines screwing them. All right, uh, the big news of the day, and it, and it hits Houston big time, even though J.J. Watt is no longer with the Houston Texans. The Arizona Cardinals, J.J. Watt, he's gone. He is going to retire. He's got two more games left. He said um, that uh, it was his daughter's first home game, first son. NFL game, her son, excuse me, first NFL game. And then uh, it's his uh, his last NFL home game. Said, my heart is filled with nothing but love and gratitude. It's been an absolute honor and a pleasure. So J.J. Watt, arguably, I think for me, the best player in the history of this organization. And I don't know if they'll do it this quick. I agree with John McClain who was on in uh, for Payne and Pendergast earlier today. But I saw him tweet out saying that they should – they should put his name in the ring of honor in game one 
next year immediately to go alongside uh, with uh, with McNair and uh, and um, and Andre Johnson to put him right in. But I want to hear from you as well. Trailer Wilden Frame text line 713-572-4610. You can text in. I want to hear from you. When you hear J.J. Watt, when you hear it, when you think about J.J. Watt, what's the thought that comes to mind? For me? Yeah, go ahead. So for me, it's the touchdown against Cincinnati in the playoff game. Oh, ooh, you go individual. First, first, first playoff game in franchise history. It's a close game at the time, right before the half, and he completely switched that game around. And I don't think that there has been a bigger play. There was obviously not a bigger play before that game, and I don't think there's been a bigger play since. And it really put his stamp on the franchise. That was J.J. Watt's coming out party that day. Mm. For me, it's just I, I, don't, I don't go direct to a spot. Like I said, text in. You hear J.J. Watt, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Like, you know, obviously the off-the-field stuff, you know, being from afar at the time, mm-hmm. like that was the big deal during, during uh, uh, Harvey and everything that he did to help the city and, and, and what he's done before and after that. But for me, it's like this is that, – that run he had may have been the best run uh, of a defensive player I've ever seen or we've ever seen. Uh, I, I wish and I'm jealous of everybody who got to be here to cover and watch him play all of those years because you could do so much with him. Like you could put him inside and have the same amount of effectiveness. You could put him outside and have the same amount of effectiveness. Yeah, he scored touchdowns as you brought up. He can go play tight end as you brought up, man. And and that's that's like one of the first things that comes to mind is that run. Now, not all of it because he had a lot of injuries that that stopped us, or, or we don't know what his numbers would have been. But that is the that that is the thing is that that stretch, man. I don't know if that can be touched. I don't know if that can be touched by. But I'm talking. Lawrence Taylor, I'm talking Aaron Donald, I'm talking Bruce Smith, I'm talking the all greats. That little stretch, I don't even know it can be touched by anybody else. He finished second in MVP voting. That's a defensive lineman finishing second in MVP voting. That's how valuable he was. That's how good he was. That's how much he impacted the game. And the only guy, and he probably could have won it that year. But they gave it to Aaron Rodgers. Just the Texans weren't good enough that year. That was a year where they missed the playoffs the first year under Bill O'Brien. But that's how much of an impact he had. There was a legitimate case for him being MVP in a quarterback's league, in an offense-centric league. He almost won MVP. Somebody didn't text in the SNL skit. That was a good one. Sometimes you just got to clap them cheeks. Really? That's what, that's what you think, J.J. Watt? That's what you think? No. Is that what you think so, out there? Is it? The the skit I'm thinking of was the uh, the Rudy skit that they did with him. Uh, yeah, but I mean, come on, man, JJ Watt right up to you. JJ Watt's retiring for football, and you and your thought is oh, that SNL skit. Damn, boy. I mean, I guess everybody. Fans, hey, man, it's a text line. Fans the way and thinks the way that they do know, but man, he was he was something special. I the the other point to this, and we talked about it a little on the crossover, and I think it just it just shows how important certain positions are so so important like he, he he may be like i said that run you know he fit a second in the mvp to aaron Rodgers. like second like if, if if he were playing in this year where it's a little up and down i know patrick mahomes is playing but a little up and down where it's a, he might he may win it there's some years where it's been a quarterback award where he may win it um but i think the big thing to me is boy all his time his 10 years here and you can talk about the other two years, but his 10 years here where he was at his peak 
it, the, the the most of his powers. And what we watched and saw what he could do, but the impact that he had was not as much at all as the impact of what a quarterback brings. A quarterback that's as half as good at his position that it is that than, than he is. Like we watch like Joe Flacco's not anywhere as good as him. And I know he had help, but Joe Flacco got himself hot for about three weeks. And damn, look at it. They win a Super Bowl. And as good as he could be and as much as he could affect the game and finish second in the MVP in one year behind Aaron Rodgers, what's the what's the best they got? Second round? Yeah. Divisional round? And I mean, and really not even in those years when he was really great. Right? That that like it is so and we were talking about this and what we're gonna be talking about, you know, all the way up until the draft is how important the quarterback position is. Like just like just just slightly above average quarterbacks are more have more of an impact on a team than a guy that's a first ballot Hall of Famer, no questions about it, and a guy that was as great as J.J. Watt. It is just a trip how much defensive line, and I happen to think that is still the second most important position on the field. You have the quarterback, and then you try to find the person to stop the quarterback, and the closest thing is is up front. But still, the impact. That he can he can bring is not even close to to what a quarterback does, and it, and it just kind of puts that in perspective. With even as great as J.J. Watt was, it still didn't matter. Like the quarterback is so much more important and impactful. Yeah, because there's just so many ways that you can neutralize a defensive lineman, and if you have a great pass rusher, you can double team, you can triple team, you can make sure that you're getting the ball out early so it lessens the impact that somebody like that has on the football field, whereas the quarterback, he's touching the ball every single play. And the quarterback impacts everything else that happens on the field. So, yeah, you're right about that. It's just crazy. Like, he's, in his run, he was so much better. And I know know the Russell Wilson that we all remember is the one we're seeing out here just take dumps all over every field that he plays on this year with Denver. But the year, the ten year stretch that he had in, in Seattle, when he was one of the best quarterbacks in the league, like J.J. Watt was so much better at his position than Russell Wilson is. But Russell Wilson has gotten his team to the to the Super Bowl twice by himself, damn near having a winning record every year, and it's just crazy the impact that uh, that 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 he has as opposed to that. So that that that's one of the first things that jump out. Uh, jump out to me. By the way, uh, stay tuned. Today is a Ticket Tuesday, the last one of the year, a Ticket Tuesday. Uh, your chance to win a pair of tickets on the front row to see the Texans play the Jags as, uh, as uh, hey, they look to division title. As they look to uh, getting another win in division. We'll get to that silliness. If you hadn't heard what Lovey said, coming up at, at 240, we'll, we'll get to that ridiculous. Do they get hats? Yeah, I, I guess Lovey's getting. I think they. I don't think. I think they get ties. I think they get uh, division above three and one in the division ties is what they get. If you miss that, we'll we'll get to that. But I don't want to trash and be angry and be mean to the Texans because I want to be nice to the Texans, right? And 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 I think what we've seen the last couple of weeks makes people more excited to call up here and and, and try to get you know a pair of tickets, front row seats. They played a lot better. And since the last time I've been here, they won a game. So, I, I listen. I'm to be, that was that was big. I mean, I, I mean, I know Malik Willis is is clearly not ready to play football at this point, and it is a huge, huge change. But they went down there 
adversity. Game didn't start on time. You know, they're, they're still playing it's their cold. Yeah, it's cold, still playing their system. And they got a W. And like as much as and to many of you all who believe that they're out here trying to tank, like I'll get this from the trailer oil and frame text line multiple times a day. God show you idiot, which people like to just start with that a lot, but show you idiot. They're losing on purpose. Can't you see? No, they're not. And for the guys in that locker room, Adam, they needed this. They uh, they needed this because, as they said, I, I do I do believe they're working hard through the week. I do believe guys in that locker room, for the most part, that not named Brandon Cooks is really, really working hard to get on the field and to do as much as they can. And they needed that. They needed some something to go right. Because, man, 112 and 1, that's tough. They need it. They needed this W. So, congratulations to everybody in that locker room because, hell, they needed that. Yeah, and they've, they're have they finishing the season the right way on the field. It's, uh, it doesn't necessarily benefit them moving forward, but it's just good to see that they are playing hard and, and trying to make something I thought of they this. quit on Lovey. I did too. I, I, I thought they quit on Lovey about three or four weeks ago. I, it was one of the home games. It was, was it, maybe the Washington game or the Miami game where they just looked like they had absolutely nothing, did not want to be out there. I don't think it has to be one of them. I think it could be both, both of them. Oh, yeah, for I sure. Think, both. I think it could have been both of them. I was trying to figure out which one came last because that was the one where you're really like, these guys want no part of this. Yeah, I, I thought it was the, not the Miami game because that was that was like one of the first times Lovey um, at Big Sandy Zone was talking delusional uh, when he said in the second half, all I know is we had a chance to win. It was 30 nothing. And they ended up losing that game thirty to fifteen. Cause you know them dudes They're in the right locker, the dudes in the locker room sitting there say, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> two, two, and Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle came out with about nine minutes left in the third quarter. Like, and I think because to me that was the first time where Lovey was talking in insane delusions, and he has not slowed up. But he was talking, and I and I felt like well, they were looking at him like, "What the hell is he talking about?" Having real David Cully vibes in the locker room for folks. So I, I feel like the Miami game was the start. But then they just had those. The Cleveland one was embarrassing as hell, yeah. the way that went. So whenever Kyle Allen, that little Kyle, but when Kyle Allen moved to the bench, it seemed like, yeah, you know, that maybe the maybe they were playing playing hard. I don't know what it was, but I, I give them credit. They have they have stepped up in something. The the defense has been better, and they've been a little smarter offensively with just how they've used Driscoll off of Mills. And while they don't have any talent on that side of the ball, they've at least kind of figured out a way to gain some advantages. And that's been good to see. And it makes you feel a little bit better about the coaching staff moving forward. I don't know if this will be the coaching staff here next year. Probably shouldn't be the coaching staff moving forward, but at least you're seeing something and you're seeing a little outside the box thinking, which you weren't seeing at all the first 12 games of the year. You know, this is a day in J.J. Watt, and I'm seeing a lot, somebody on the text line, pure greatness both on and off the field. I hope he comes back for one day for a one-day contract and retires be as cool. a Texan. I think that's something he'll yeah. probably do. I don't think he's going to uh, retire as a Cardinal. By the way, I hate that he ended his career there. What a boy! What a mistake! Yeah, man, didn't he? You remember? You remember what he was saying when he got there? You know, look at Kyler, boy. We got the quarterback. Did he look? I mean, did anybody? I just wonder if anybody in his inner circle said, "Hey, man, what you think about Cliff?" Yeah. <laughs> what you What you think about Cliff Kingsbury? And the thing is, <laughs> and he should have. He had Hopkins sitting right there. Who was there for a year and who could have told? He could have warned him about all this stuff. Right. Although I guess Hopkins was kind of invested, Hopkins so he didn't have a choice. Too, yeah, Hopkins just there. lying. <laughs> he just in there like, yeah, man. 
Like, yeah, man, I remember. Cliff I heard, Smart. Oh, he's, he's smart. Just Don't worry vi- about He's this. an offensive vision. Ignore what you've heard. Ignore, ignore, ignore what you've seen. Ignore that. Big 12 had, was tough. That he had Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes, and he was never able to. Kansas was good back then. <laughs> okay, stop, man. There ain't no reason for you to throw that in our face. All right, baby, we got a bowl game tomorrow, baby. Let's cry, baby. We got a bowl game tomorrow. All right, I normally don't do this, but Pedro, I'm going to let you jump in here. Give me your give me your thoughts on JJ Watt. What's what's what what, what comes to mind as we see JJ Watt retires today from the NFL? Hey gentlemen, well for me the the biggest play, not the biggest play because that that sums up his career, but that big interception. But more importantly, he made the Texans a bona fide franchise. And not saying that Andre didn't do uh, what what he needed to do, but JJ he, he brought so much media attention. And as a as a native Houstonian. I mean, it was nice, man. I mean, we, we were a respectable organization that, that I mean, we, we were going to fight you, and we were a defensive-minded team. If you think that the team that he was part of with Brian Cushing, I mean, it was just – it was a great time to be a Texans fan. It's almost the opposite of what we got now, but that's all I got for you, fellas. All right, I appreciate you, Pedro. No, man, it's, it's a big day here in Houston, a, a much bigger day about J.J. retiring than it is in Arizona. I bet you. I'm betting you they're not talking along a lot as much, at least here in Houston, as 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 we are. They're probably hoping to bring him back next year. I think so. That that team's a mess. By the yeah, their their whole that's, thing's that's a, mess. a rough. There, there's no JJ left a mess. Yes, and then and then dipped himself right into a mess. All right, remember coming up, uh, Texans uh, final ticket Tuesday. Your chance to win those in the four o'clock hour. So stay tuned, listening there. Listen for your cue to call, and you got a chance to win. A pair of tickets on the front row to the final home game. Coming up, I don't I, I don't know what Adam Spolane has been saying about this ridiculous story. We're talking about one of Houston's favorite sons coming back. There's a report about another one who is potentially interested in coming back. I don't know what Adam's been saying. I know his ass better agree with me. I know whatever he's been saying better agree with me because there's only one right answer to this question. We will discuss that. Coming up next. But before that, guys, I know the holiday season is uh, is coming to an end and we've passed Christmas, but that does not mean you still can't hook your family members up and the ones that you love. And the place to go to right now to get that special gift is IW Marks Jewelers. They have been serving this great city of Houston uh, since 1978. This is a family-owned and operated business and they've got it all for you. And when we're getting down to this point, it means they got a lot of stuff for you to get and a lot of stuff that you can get at a discounted price. 70% off of some large items, including diamond earrings, gemstones, fine time pieces, exotic pearls, and much, much more. Uh, listen, we were down there. Me and Clint was down there. We talked to Brad Marks and General Manager Ray Golden. They will take care of you. If you head down there, also zero percent financing available on everything. Where you can go, location, Bel Air and Stella Link. And if you want to go online, go to iwmarks.com for value, service, and trust. You just can't beat IW Marks. Sports Radio six ten presents Clint Sterner and the Show. That's right, Clint is out. Adam Spolane is in the building, and uh, I am uh, I am back, folks. And I know many of you have missed me so much as well. Tyler's nasty ass. He is out. Jake is in the building for him. But that's all right, baby. We're going to have ourselves a good time today. Brooks Cabina coming up at uh, 340. Check in. And a little bit, um, there is a uh, co- co-worker um, 
uh, I'm gonna have some words for coming up. You, uh, as uh, as George Bush so eloquently said, you you fooled me once, uh, shame on me. You fooled me uh, a second time. Uh, uh, just you're not gonna fool me again. And uh, somebody got me twice in the last uh, in the last week and a half. And uh, and I'm gonna do what any man in my position would do. And that's bring it to the air. So um, that is uh, that is going to happen coming up. Uh, but I, I listen. This has been about JJ Watt. JJ Watt, one of Houston's favorite sons, is uh, retiring. And yes, we're going to talk about that because that is a huge, huge deal. Not only in the NFL, but a huge deal here. But Spo, there is another Houston son. I don't know if he's as beloved as JJ. Actually, I know he's not. That's been floating this around, and I've been seeing this this weekend about, hey, this coming from Woj, I saw all-star guard James Harden is seriously considering a return to the Houston Rockets in free agency this July if he decides against a new deal with the 76ers. First off, why, James? Why right now is this is this something that you're even making a conversation with the Sixers in a run that they're in? And listen, I know – that you are a big basketball guy. I know you and, and B. Scott have the new podcast. You know, Give us a cheap plug. When, when can people... H-Town Hoops podcast. We're actually, we'll actually be recording an episode tonight, so that'll be ready for you in the morning. Okay. I don't know exactly your thoughts on James Harden. I hope that you're going to be smart and to make sure that they align with my thoughts because it's the only answer. Uh, but I just want to hear from your mouth right now. James Harden, when you see this, seriously considering a return to the Rockets in free agency, your thoughts? Well, this has been out there, too. This, I mean, they kind of reported this as it's something new. This has been out there really since July when he signed the one-year deal. It was a one-year plus one yeah. with the Sixers. So everyone kind of knew that it would be out there because the Rockets will be loaded with cap space once this season ends. Uh, and, and then it's kind of been out there a little bit more because Harden has relationships with these guys, and he still lives here. Still lives here a good portion of the offseason. Uh, he played with these guys over the offseason at Toyota Center. And so my thinking is, if he's really interested, and I don't know if he actually is, this might be more of a ploy to make sure he gets his money from the Sixers, but if he's legitimately interested, I would explore it. And I would do it. If he is willing to change a couple of things with how he, you know, acts. You would explore it. I would absolutely explore. You would explore James Harden coming back. To yes, the they need to be good. Trailer will in frame text line seven one three five seven two four sixteen. And I don't want you to text in your opinion out of pure hate, or if you're like a fighting Tyler who just believes James Harden is a turd, and you won't you won't even think about it. Not your real basketball thought. James Harden returning. You said they should explore. It. Yes, I think they should run. I think they should run. Whatever the plan is, I can roll with it. I like what they're doing with, with, with the young guys, and they're a couple of years away, but I like what they're doing. What they're doing, I've seen attempted before. We've seen recently with Memphis building a young team together, with Phoenix building a young team together, and then they added they added Chris Paul. But, but building isn't, – Isn't so the – No! No, he is not the equivalent. You stop it. There are similarities. No, There are absolutely oh, similarities. God, no, no, no. No, I, 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 no, I don't, I don't see it. I do. I, Chris Paul to me is a different, is a different guy 
a different like he is a true leader and I think really built and good to work with young players. James Honeybuns is not. He is not to me. I think you run away from this in a major way. The Grizzlies weren't trying to bring back Mark Gasol uh, to, to, to kind of give these young guys the boost. They weren't bringing back Zach Randolph. I don't know when the last time Zach's played, but they weren't trying to run to bring back Zach Randolph to kind of bring the young pups along. No, whatever the plan is with these young guys, the plan can't consist of James Harden coming back and being a part of this. All right, I I just don't I don't think he is a guy that brings a group together and brings a group on to move forward like this. Not at all. I I, I think you run, and I I would question the thoughts of Rafael Stone if he is seriously giving this some thought. So why I disagree with you is first Bad. first of all, somebody in the text in said bring him back. That's actually you know what's funny because I, I talked about this yesterday. It was unanimous against yesterday. When, when I talked about well, now, this. Now that I'm here, it may, <laughs> it may, people may start saying, oh, I don't know, boy, did James Harden. It's probably the same guy who texted yesterday. Somebody said, hell no, Harden. I just, come on, man. What I just, but they're going to sell me on that, Adam. What does this, like, how does this help with what the plan is? This would be a hit the emergency break. I don't think so, though. Really? I don't, because he's still really good. Is he the same guy that he was five years ago when he was averaging 40 for an entire month? No, but he's still a very good point guard type of player. He's still a guy who can sit here and he can run an offense in his sleep and do it at a very high level, and they can't be horrible anymore. They can be bad this year. It's not a big deal. Next year, that's when they really have to start taking steps forward because they don't control their draft anymore after next year. Next year, their picks start to go to Oklahoma City. They got to pay the bills on the Chris Paul trade, on the Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul trade. So they have to start being good. And here's the other thing. He comes in, if he were to come back, he comes in with relationships with all these players. All these young guys that are on the roster, he has relationships with them. Uh, Josh Christopher wore his number in college at Arizona State. He had to ask Harden for permission to do that. Oh, my. Um, he Basically, he's been a mentor to Kevin Porter Jr. He talks all the time with Jalen Green. He was here, like I said, he was here over the summer playing with these guys at Toyota Center. So he has a relationship with these guys. And I think he understands where he is in his career. You do. I do. Because Jim you, Harden. Because you, Jim Harden, number 13, James you, Harden. You've seen him change the way that he's played this year with but, Philadelphia. But what does he What does he still do, though? Because you said he can run an offense mm-hmm. as his sleep. How? How does James Harden run an offense with the ball where? Then how come he's averaging 11 assists a game? I'm not, oh, I'm not saying he doesn't average yeah. assists. But when he runs an offense, he runs an offense. He likes to have the ball in his hand. But he can they, play without it. He absolutely okay. I, can play I, I, without it. Is he capable of doing yes. it? Yes. Yes. Yes, he's capable. Will he for long stretches? Because Jalen Green needs to have the ball in his hand. Like, this this team needs – like, to me, Jalen Green and James Harden being out there together, the way their games play, and now you need – like, you need Jalen Green to step up and to be your guy, right? And James Harden, the way he runs offense, he has the ball in his hands. There's a complaint right now – with with Maxi that he doesn't get a chance to get the ball enough because James is running the show all the time. Well, Maxi's hurt too right now. Well, he's but, hurt right now, but, but, but he who, has been but hurt who, his whole but career. But who, who else needs the ball on the Sixers? Joel. And has he had any problem getting his shots this season? At times, no. At times since no. James has been there. At times, at, at, at times since James has been there. But they're two different guys, though. Yes, he's a, he's a guy that plays on the block and in the paint. Jalen Green does the same thing that James does. Come on, man. They got, I mean, they, they got, they, like, I, to me, run. 
run away. This, to me, does not – he is not good with young players. There is nothing about 9, 10, 11 game winning that, that many games that seems to make sense with what James Harden's going to bring. He does not seem like the guy that's going to bring peace and everything into the locker room. No, no, no. He don't seem like a guy that's going to be good losing. All right, so I, I, I'm out on that. Run. Run to the heels. And plus, Chris Paul got there, and Booker had started to really establish himself more than I think Green has right now. So I don't think you bring Harden in, and then all of a sudden this is a team that competes in the West. You, I, you I, say that? Oh no, they're not. They wouldn't compete in the West next year. Yeah, but they would be even better with, with James. Yeah, be but they would. They would certainly be better, and that's what you're aiming for. But here's the other thing: they're going to have cap space next year. They're going to have a lot of cap space next year. They'll have a lot of cap space the year after. You got to have somebody to actually take your cap space. So I want to run through. Here are your free agents going into next summer, and tell me if these guys interest you. So Harden would be number one. Chris Middleton, he would go to Milwaukee. He would stay with Milwaukee. So that's sure. kind. Of, so you figure that's yeah. out. Fred Van Vliet. Would Fred Van Vliet interest you in free agency? Uh, he's a worse version of Harden. He's a worse version of Harden. Uh, uh, but, but, but not mentally. So, no, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Kyrie not Irving. No, I, I, no. Okay. That's, that's James. Draymond Green. No. Kristaps Porzingis. I could, I, no, I, no, no, no. I, I could maybe no, look at that. No, no. I could look at that over Harden. Oh, oh my God. I could look, I could look at that over Harden. Oh, no. Because, you're, because, because he's, not, he's not controlling the ball, and he is not. He is not he is not jumping into a spot where one of my young guys that I really want to depend on. I don't love Perzingis, but if you're talking about with Harden, I I, I could see him he's making more minutes sense from, than Harden. He's taking minutes from Shingoon and Jabari Smith. Not but uh, Miles not Turner. Jabari Smith. Miles uh, That one isn't bad. That's not bad. Like I, I think that's I think they're both fives. All De- right. D'Angelo Russell. No. Is he still playing? <laughs> Nikola Vucevic. We just <laughs> saw Vucevic Minnesota. last night. He's, no. I, listen, I, and, and we got to head to break because okay. I, I, I know I, I know I didn't get I got you going. I like this, James. This, this is crazy. See, I didn't think you got see, but you got to spend the money on somebody. Yeah, yeah. I, I, not you can't James. hoard the cap space. Not James. Not but, James. But, but I just ran through. Oh, it. And and I, I know, and I told you. Hell, I go Miles Turner and, and Porzingis before James. Oh, I need somebody who's not going to get in the way of Jalen Green and those guards and Jabari Smith and those guys I named ain't. All right, Jabari can play the four consistently. All right, Lovey Smith, I want I, I wanted to come in here and be happy and and, and 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 just root with you, and then you just started just saying silly stuff. If you didn't hear what he had to say, good God, wait till you hear it. That's coming up next. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio six ten presents the Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Oh, boy. Adam Spolane in for Clint Sterner. The drive is back at it. And uh, already on the trailer wheel and frame text line, uh, somehow we're getting a, for once, I agree with show. It's not true. It's not It's not the first time. It might be. Baseball, Spo, stick to baseball because you're wrong on Harden. Wow. Getting the first stick to baseball, huh? That's not the first one. <laughs> for the day, <laughs> it's the first one today, not the first, the first one. one for the day. And then people will it's tell good. me to stick. And then people tell me to stick to basketball. Well, it's good because I don't. I don't think people tell me to stick to a sport. I think they just tell me I don't know anything, <laughs> and they're wrong. At least they, they respect me on one of them. <laughs> they they not on the other. They give you something to stick to. They tell Clint to stick to football. <laughs> they just tell me to just take my ass back to where I came from. This where I come, and I tell them so politely. No, <laughs> there you go. Stay here. Uh, no, um, listen, 
the uh, as we said, the Texans they won their second game of the season, and I was good, man. I was like, all right, man, they needed this. And Lovey had his press conference yesterday. And I saw Landry tweet this earlier, and I felt the exact same way. He said he cringed when he heard this. This just this just pisses me off, to be honest with you. And 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 I and and if I'm a Houston Texans fan, I know many of you out there, uh, Larry and Stafford's rolling over in his living grave. Tony is rolling over in her living grave. I don't know if. I don't know if nasty ass Jim is still with us. I really don't think he is. So he's probably rolling over in his real grave. But I mean, Texans fans out there, when you hear this, I mean, it's just what are we doing? This was Lovey Smith talking about what they have left to play for the last two games of the season. Well, even if we were undefeated right now, we would be talking about. Um, we have to – the first thing you have to do is uh, win your division. I mean, there's a reason why you're in a division. So that group of people that you align with, uh, you want to be the best in it. And where we are in our season right now, we again, uh, we understand what our record is. But as you look at looking for some positives as we build going forward, but to have a winning record against a division says a lot. Hey, our, our, our division champion could end up winning it all for that matter. Oh. And for us to have a chance – we're two one and one right now in our division with an opportunity to go three one and one. That's big for our guys. I know they're going to show up this week and continue to play hard like they've been doing. What? You got to be kidding me, Lovey. I, I, this is big for our guys. And listen, I, I said I think they needed this. I think they really need. I think Lovey is really trying. Pep's really trying. What the hell is that? Division title, still the there. The opportunity to go three one and one in the division—that's big. Now the way he said it, I said it. The opportunity to go three one and one to have a winning record in your division. What? The way he started it off too, where he brought up even if we were undefeated, <laughs> you're not. <laughs> you like, this is this is what I was saying earlier with the delusional conversation, like he had in the Miami game. We were in it. All I know is in the fourth quarter, we were. No, you weren't. You were never in it. What is he talking about? Like, this is my thing. You don't need to lie to these grown ass men about where they are. They are in the National Football League. They understand it. Nobody in that locker room is. Jerry Hughes in there said, damn it, let's go. Come on, bring it in here. Three, one, and one. That's what we could get to. We could have a winning record in the division. Jerry, we don't win the, do we win the division? No, but we can have a winning record in it. Some things you just don't do. And Jacksonville might go on and win a championship. What? Nobody in that locker room is getting fired up to strap it up these next two weeks because they got a chance to have a winning record in the division. You don't have to preach that to the media. You don't have to do that. Just tell the truth. Hey, we got guys that are going to play hard and fight. Why? Because they're putting on tape to every other team in the NFL and to us. And if they want to have a job, they want to put good stuff on film. That's why Brandon Cooks probably hopped his ass out there. Wanted to put good stuff on film. You don't have to make up some farce. Three, one, and one, Adam. Oh, you got to be kidding me. What? What? I have never heard 
a coach talk like that before. I've never heard that before. I've never heard I was about. Say, have you? I've never. No. And I've been around a long time. I've heard a lot of coaches talk. I've never heard someone tout a winning division record before. Never. That's something that you say at Illinois. That's something that you say when you're in the Big Ten and you're trying to get to a bowl game. That's they didn't the say that at saying. Kansas. Well, they never had the opportunity to, to go to do hell, that. Adam. There's no reason. <laughs> I just are you kidding me though? It's 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 an absurd statement. It's an, and I, I I hope that that wasn't something that they workshopped before that press conference on Monday. I hope that's just something that but came you, to his to his. Hear I saying it? No, it's not just. No, it didn't just come to his head. He's brought up this division record thing. He's brought it up. Like I can get the thing of hey, you're playing a division opponent. You know, hey man, you want to? You don't you, like these guys? Yeah, you play them twice mm-hmm. a year. You want to establish something? Not the whole thing of hey man. Hey guy, what are they doing? The breakdown. Hey guys, hands in. Hey, we're two one and we're two, we're two one and one in the worst division in football. We got a shot here, boys. If we win this one, we go to three one and what? And that team we're playing, they might win the Super Bowl. We can say that we beat the Super Bowl champions not once but twice just, this year. Like for me, it is. Like the way it boils down to even it's it's a deeper thing. It's a loser mentality to me. Like you, it's it's it, I don't understand why this organization feels like we got to play these ridiculous tricks and lies. These are grown ass men. Like nobody, nobody, nobody in that locker room for real, except maybe Lovey, but nobody. And all he is nobody in that locker room is seriously really strapping it up. And motivated even harder by going three one and one. None of them, not a one. And it's and it's ridiculous that the organization would come in. Hey man, this is what we're about. No, come out here and speak about it. Hey, we've had a pathetic season, and these guys are gonna go out here and play hard. There ain't no prize. There ain't no winning or finishing above five hundred. No, we didn't won two damn games. We got to win out just to catch the four wins total that we've had the last two years. Let's just be honest about it. We're not a good football team. And we're going to play hard the rest of the season. But we got to, it's the season we got to make some changes. Not come in here and say, hey, boys, <laughs> get Jacksonville, get Indy. Woo-hoo! Come on, man. And this is not something that they did last year. Because remember, they went into that last game of, of last season against Tennessee. They were three and two in the division. They had a chance for a winning record in the division last year. I didn't hear David Culley tout that before that Tennessee game. He knew better. He knew how ridiculous it would have sounded had he done that. Yeah. And Lovey sounds ridiculous doing it yesterday. He does. From the text line, from the trailer rolling frame text line, you don't want to play this with me. Say what show you sure like criticizing black coaches for some BS. No, what he said was BS. I don't care if he was black, brown, red, white, purple, whatever. You're going to say some silly stuff like that, I'm going to call it out. I call out the dumb stuff that Nathaniel Hackett says and does. I've said the dumb stuff that Bill O'Brien has said and done, and it ain't got nothing to do with his color. You tell me why the hell he said that. Are you, are you motivated by that? It ain't got nothing to do with his color. That's just silliness and it's loser mentality, in my opinion. For you, maybe you as a fan are, are jazzed up for it. But I can assure you, I can assure you ain't nothing about his race that has it. If you've listened to this show, you know, you know, you know that ain't me to just go out and criticize black coaches. I'd like for the I I'd like for Lovey to come come to it and just 
and just stop and, and own it and own what they are. And none of them are motivated by this. This is just silliness. What the hell are we doing here? I just I I I I, I can't I can't get it. Everyone knows what kid me. Everyone knows what the team is. Like we we are under no just pretense that this team is competing for anything right now. They haven't been competing for anything for <laughs> years. years. Yeah, exactly <laughs> since the Kansas City playoff game. That was it. That was the last time. Now you gotta be kidding. You, you, got, you gotta stop trying to fake this. And yeah. Just say what it is. Just yeah, it's a bad season. And you didn't have, you didn't have to be. I mean, you didn't have to be an a hole like I would. Mm-hmm. But you can say how you ain't got to come out and say well, we we plan for something meaningful. No, that's not meaningful. Nobody in there is is into this. Coming up, big news out of the NFL. One of Houston's favorite sons, J.J. Watt, announces this will be his final season. He has two games left in his amazing career. We'll discuss that and potentially what the Texans should do moving forward now that J.J. Watt's career will be over. That's coming up next.